Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's on wisdom. On subject of the object of greatness that we began on Monday, I wanted to pick up with to be great because the goal today is, is to help um, elevate our perspective about greatness. We talked a little bit about understanding the object of our greatness, knowing that the object of our faith and the object of our belief, when they are in sync and they're both um, in alignment with that the object is Christ himself, then the object of our greatness is in the right place, right? Well, today I wanted to make sure we get a clear picture because understanding that if Christ is the object of our greatness, what is it to be great? Because we oftentimes we live in a practical world, right? We're here and we want to make sure how do we apply understanding that Christ is the object of our greatness to our daily lives. And to be great is every day every one of us is in some capacity working in our personal lives or our professional lives to be seen as, quote, unquote, great, right? We want to be the best at what we're doing We even want to be the greatest at what we're doing. And so today my hope is that at the end of this call, it will challenge you and equip you with a better perspective about greatness so that you're able to apply it accordingly in your life, understanding that if the object of greatness is Christ, how am I putting in to be great? How am I actively working to be great in my life with him as the object of greatness? And so greatness is not in ourselves, right? In and apart from Christ, we are nothing. But when the object of our greatness is in the one who is great, then greatness becomes who we are and not something we obtain. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures today. First, I want to read Galatians 5 and 9. And this is going to give us the purpose of understanding our perspective. It says, verse 9, and I'm reading the Amplified. All the scriptures I read today will come from the Amplified, so if it reads a little different, that's why. It says, a little leaven, a slight inclination to error, or a few false teachers leavens the whole lump. It perverts the whole conception of faith or misleads the whole church. The purpose of that scripture is because the importance is that this is a very slight a very little um, direction that we can get off course. Because in our quest to be great in our daily lives, we can often be slightly teared off and led away from Christ if we don't have our perspectives in the right place. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, God is speaking to Abraham and he says, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors and make your name famous and distinguished, and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. Right here we understand that it is not anything that we do or can do that establishes our greatness, but it is from God himself. He will make us great. He will bless us and he will make our name famous and distinguished. 
oftentimes in society, it is often urged that we are to do things to make ourselves popular, make ourselves matter to other people. We count our likes. We count our comments. We count how many sales we've made. We count how many people have attended our events. And all in an effort to satisfy that little urging in our flesh that wants to be great. We align it with our accomplishments, the accolades, the things that we have personally achieved. And I'm not saying those things are bad because they're not. But if they are not in its proper place, if they are not rendered and subject to what God has done for you and only what God can do for you, then it can slightly become that little leaven that distracts you and causes error. In Psalms 145 and 3, it says, Great is the Lord, and highly to be praised. And his greatness is so vast and deep as to be unsearchable. We don't know all of the greatness that God, that the Lord contains and how great he is. It is unmeasurable for us. But when we know that the Lord is the object of our greatness, we abide in that, knowing that these things that we accomplish, these things that we are able to do, are not for us. They're not about us. They're not to feed our ego. It's not even about making us popular. It is are we making the presence of the Lord popular? Are we leaving an imprint in the lives of people that we touch that leads them to want to know where did we get our greatness? Are we leading people to the great one, or are we leading people just to us? Because if we can't lead them past us, they will falter. We will falter because we will fall short. We are not the answer. We cannot satisfy the unsatisfiable desire or craving in another person because we can't even satisfy it in ourselves. Remember, Psalms 145 and 3 says, Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. Mark 10, verses 42 through 45, it says, But Jesus called them to him and said to them, You know that those who are recognized as governing and are supposed to rule the Gentiles or the nations lord it over them, ruling with absolute power holding them in subjection, and their great men exercise authority and dominion over them. But this is not to be so among you. Instead, whoever desires to be great among you must be your servant, and whoever wishes to be most important and first in rank among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to have service rendered to him, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for or instead of many. Right here in these verses, Christ is speaking to the disciples. And I want us to look at verse 43 and 44 because there's a very distinct difference in certain words that are used. It says in 43, but this is not to be so among you. Instead, whoever desires to be great among you must be your servant. 
And in 44, he says, whoever wishes to be not great, but most important, and first in rank among you, must be slave of all. I believe that it's very key that those certain words are interchangeable sometimes but are yet different because to be great or to be most important and first are the emphasis I want to put right now on this because what I want us to understand that greatness is an object that only the desire that is coming from God can be put in you. Oftentimes, we confuse our wishes to be most important and first as something to be great. Again, it's the small leaven that can spoil the whole loaf, right? When we aren't clear about what we're desiring to do in our efforts, are we looking to be seen important among men, or are we truly looking to be great in the eyes of the Lord? Who are we asking to watch us? Who are we concerned with? as far as approval is concerned, and acceptance. Are we looking for a temporary reward or are we looking for an eternal reward? Because, see, to be great will cause some disappointment in this world, in this society. Some people will not approve of your decisions. Some people will not approve of the way you move. Some people will actually say you might be playing small because you simply desire to be a servant. Many will seek and try to destroy you or deter you and tell you you should seek to be the most important person in the room or you should always desire to be first in rank. Well, in closing today, I want you to understand that in order to be great, greatness has to be a desire of your heart. And if it truly is a desire of your heart, being a servant is how you are to be great. But if you truly wish to be most important, first in rank, go ahead. Just know life will truly, truly show you what comes with always being the first in rank and being the most important because people will change. People are flickery. Their emotions change. What they like today, they might not like tomorrow. And oftentimes you end up more damaged than you realize, not damaging other people but being damaged in your own spirit because you've depended on a flawed sense of approval. But the Lord's approval, it is unlimitless. All he wants to be able to do is tell you, well done. All he wants you to know is that even though in man's eyes what you see may be small work, it is great in his eyes. He even made it so simple, so small for us to be saved, but it's the greatest decision we could ever make in our lives. So to be great is to be a servant, and I hope today's perspective inspires you and equips you to be able to search practical ways to ensure in your life that what you are seeking to be is to be great in the eyes of the Lord and not just desiring to obtain importance with the eyes of men. All right. Well, that's today's wisdom. You guys go and have a great I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.